back to a new episode of New Era Leafs podcast with you as always is Joey Kanji and joining me over Zoom is Gordon Monroe. How's it going Gordon? What's up? Ah, pretty good. I've just been uh playing a bunch of FIFA this weekend. What yeah. about you? Not much, just uh um doing just a pretty chill weekend. Not much going on, but you know, not bad. Leafs clinched the North Division. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of FIFA, me and you were having a really cool discussion about about soccer and stuff and how hockey can maybe adopt a lot of what they do in soccer in Europe. But we figured that would be a conversation we can have on the podcast during the off season when there's not much going on because I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll have to look into my position a little bit more. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually really excited to have that combo because... I don't know. I'm excited to kind of look and do it more. <laughs> have it now, but we have a lot to talk about. And before we get into that stuff, be sure to follow us on Twitter at New Era Leafs and on Instagram at New Era Leafs to keep up with and all the content that will we we will be pushing through the site and podcasts and all Leafs updates and everything you need. And speaking of social media, I have Twitter open and we picked a great time to start because a Grant McCag tweet just came on my came on my timeline you know our good buddy grant mccag <laughs> former nhl scout grant McCagg. oh yes mr grant um what was it kakanyemi will be just as valuable as austin matthews <laughs> yeah man an nhl team employed this guy uh, it, 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 it's hard to think why he's not employed by an nhl team anymore this is yeah, a guy no who idea. disliked his own video just to just for some clout remember that <laughs> oh and he made yeah. a and this this so-called oh. scout made a timothy Lilligren low light reel to own to, and disliked it to own everybody to own all the haters oh my god yeah he shared the screenshot that had oh my god whatever this uh. is he's basically like a stain on the hockey community grant mccag but here here let's read this tweet let's react to this tweet together shall we all right yeah you got it up i don't mm-hmm. all right all right <clears throat> all right this is a tweet by our good buddy grant mccag <laughs> if this was an 82 game schedule hard not to envision ottawa ending up third in the north division they will be in the playoff mix next season, whatever the divisional alignments. Up and coming team, even sooner than most expected. <laughs> I know you have a lot to say about this. Yeah, I mean, first, first of all, like they might honestly, like the North Division. It get, at the end of the playoff run, there it gets a little weak. Um, so, I mean, I could possibly maybe see it, but I highly doubt it, um, to be honest. It just kind of seems like, you know, they're just, I, I mean, at this point, they're just kind of playing for, uh, you know, like they're kind of just playing for, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um Oh, I can't even think of what the word is. <laughs> Their own morale, I guess, is like the best way I can Which, think of it. We've had conversations about this over yeah. over Twitter and stuff, but like, my God, are the senators stupid? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't understand like what their end goal is. Like, they're a rebuilding team and they got eliminated from the playoffs and they decided to play the best hockey that we've seen them play in years. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally. Like, if the draft is already bad enough as it is, and they're winning their way out of a top 10 pick. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're, what, fifth now in the North Division? And, I mean, to be fair, there is some context missing. You know, the Calgary Flames have played 51 games and are at 47 points. The Sens have played 54 and are at 49 so, you know, the, the Flames, yeah, they're two games below or two, or two points below, but I mean, they also have three games in hand. Mm-hmm. And from Vancouver's perspective, they're at 43 points in 49 games. So there's like five or six games below uh, Ottawa or five games below and only six points uh, back of them. So, I mean, it's, you know, like it's not like oh, they're probably Ottawa's still going to finish in last place. Oh, most likely. But like, well, yeah. And like, I don't know. We talk about this a lot too in our group chats of how highly the senators' prospects are getting rated already. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Like, it's like they got some good pieces there. Don't get me wrong, but this is a team that drafted uh, Sanderson over Drysdale just in the in this past draft, which is just a, a big yikes. Yeah, and traded away two picks. Um, yeah. For to the Leafs of all teams, the, those to draft uh, Sanderson's best buddy and like college roommate or whatever he is, Tyler. Yeah, Clevin. yeah. I don't think that's how you should be drafting. Like, yeah, Anderson, it, like Sanderson, it, just being like, "Hey, draft my buddy," and they're just like, "Yeah, sure, yeah, we'll do that." Like, and they give up two picks, and both players the Leafs drafted with those picks are arguably better than Clevin even is. So it's just it's. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. why people are, you know, it, I, like, I understand the the excitement, you know, that they feel with like Tim Stutzla, you know, mid six guys, but they don't have yeah. that elite level, like top line producers yet. Yeah. And, and I mean, Stutzla could be there, but like, we don't know yet. And I mean, he, he he's had a decent uh, season point production wise, but underlying numbers are not that great. Oh, no, um, I've seen and, like he's he's one of the worst defensive forwards this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just one of the worst. I'd say even like one of the worst players in general, like besides the points, um, you know, he's one of the worst. Mm-hmm. But and Brady Kachuk, like he's having a solid year, like a marginal improvement over an 82 game season of like what he's been before. But what he was before was a 40, 45 point guy. Mm-hmm. You know, couldn't crack the 25 goal barrier. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, like it's, it's nice that he's getting a little bit better, but I mean, it's his third year in the league, and, <laughs> you know, he has yet to crack. I, I mean, obviously once again, you know, there has to be some sort of context to it, but you know, he hasn't cracked 50 points yet in his career. So yeah. uh, all I'm saying is I'm glad they're not making the playoffs because for whatever reason, they'd be the team that I'd be most afraid of for the Leafs to play against. <laughs> Yeah, I, just because for whatever reason, I guess it's like their Stanley Cup and stuff, and like they get all amped up, but they play the Leafs super fucking hard, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I I, I have an Edmonton Oilers friend uh, who told me he was like, oh yeah, you know, every time we play the every time we play the Sens, you know, it's just it's like shooting fish in a barrel, you know, like it's oh yeah, it's like not- the Oilers like would dominate them, like just like. And then the Leafs would go out and dominate the Oilers. <laughs> uh, it's so crazy. I know. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's their Stanley Cup. But whatever, let's get into it. Uh, yeah. We got sidetracked by a Grant McCagg tweet, which is yeah. always fun. But uh... Dude, wait, did you want to talk about the second part of that tweet where he said that they're going to be in a in a in a, in a playoff race next year? Oh yeah, um, in, in a it, division it, it, with Toronto, Montreal again. 
as well as Tampa, Tampa Boston, mm-hmm. Florida like, now. <laughs> yeah, Florida too. Oh my god, they're <laughs> they're not. <laughs> oh my god, they'd be they'll be maybe maybe battling for a wild card, maybe mm-hmm. like. Oh, like how uh, like how the Devils are always battling, I say in quotations, for a wild card in that division. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as I said at the top of the show, Leafs clinch the North, which is off, which is very fun. First mm-hmm. time they won a division since I was two years old. Yeah, you were probably also two years old. So uh, yeah, yeah, I would have been two years old too. <laughs> so that's all. That's fun. First time I can I can say in my lifetime because I do not remember the year two thousand <laughs> that the Leafs <laughs> have won the uh, have won their division, and uh, feels good, man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. And before anybody tries to like rain on our parade, shut up. The East is statistically the worst division, so. Exactly. So yeah, y'all, y'all can shut up. Um. Anyways, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and uh, <laughs> like the Habs, like they're gonna clinch that fourth spot. They need one more point to eliminate the Canucks or the Can or, or to eliminate the Flames or the, either the Flames lose lose out on a point. Yeah. Or they. Like the yeah, and they just need like what another win or two to knock off Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Has a lot more games in hand, but but yeah, pretty much like it's going to be the Habs in that four spot. They could, I don't know, if, I don't know if they'll, they'll probably get the four spot, the Habs. Um, but who would you rather play? Because there's still a chance that the Jets, that they can leapfrog the Jets. Um, in the first round, would you be more confident against the Winnipeg Jets squad or a Montreal Canadiens team? Um, so. It's kind of weird because I think Montreal, I think the Montreal skaters are better than the Jets, but, uh, you know, like all you need really is a goalie like Connor Hellebuck to get really hot and kind of ruin your whole playoffs. So it's crazy because the two teams are like polar opposites of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Literally like uh, Montreal, you know, pretty meh offense, you know, but they're pretty sound defensively. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they don't have, but the one thing that they are lacking, the Jets... Um, they, the Jets can move the puck, the Habs can. Yeah, 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 exactly. The The, the Jets have that those high-end forwards, you know, like Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor, Nick, or Nick Ehlers, stuff like that, right? They have a really good players. Except um, none of those forwards can play defense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ehlers can, but Ehlers, no one yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blake Wheeler can't. <laughs> no one else can, so... Yeah, but but once again, you know, the goalie, um, that's really the deciding factor. So for me, I'm honestly, I'd be a lot more confident, I think, in Montreal. Um, we've seen them kind of just hand them their lunch all year. Uh, so I mean, they did that with the Jets, too. Yeah, yeah, them too. But I mean, they did it with every team, basically, other than Ottawa, like we said earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, even then, just, I think we still have a winning record against Ottawa, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have a winning record against pretty much everyone. Like, have every, the yeah, only, against everyone. Yeah, I think the only team really, other than Ottawa, that gave us really any struggle to this year was uh, was the Jets. Because even in that little stretch where the Leafs were kind of hitting, you know, hitting a lull a little bit, um, I know the Jets, like, I know that they had a couple games where Hellebuck just stood on his head and stole them a game or two. 
Yeah, but the Leafs don't deserve a winometer, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I. Uh, so yeah, so no, I'm. Who are you more confident in? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of back and forth because, like, like we said, like I look at the Jets and I look at a team where we can just have our way offensively with them, like. Yeah, I hate playing the Jets because it's so frustrating to watch them play because like it's just like so boring. Like they're just it's just them getting absolutely pummeled in their own zone and they're just just like surviving. And then they're just going and like the counterattack is like the only way they can score because they because the puck is always deep in their end. Other than that, there's such an opportunistic team that I feel like the Leafs can just absolutely have their way with them. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like it's just so frustrating to watch, yeah. especially games that they win when like the pucks in their own zone for like most of the time. But then I see, look mm-hmm. at Connor Hellebuck and I'm like, that's a goalie who can steal you like a series. Yeah. And, and all he needs to be hot for is four games, you yeah. know? And, and I mean, over the course of seven games, you, your goalie can deliver, you know, four yeah. really good performances. But then I look at the Habs and I'm like, yeah, they're not going to give you anything offensively, but defensively they're a little more sound. But then I go and like, I look at their defense. Like they don't have anybody on the back end who can move the puck super well. Like, mm-hmm. like, I've seen them try to break out of their own zone. And the second you give any one of their defenders with the puck a, a tiny bit of pressure, they just fumble it because they just don't know what to do. And I feel like that goes, that plays right into the leaf strength. So, and yeah. they, and not to mention like they don't have that goalie right now. Cause I don't think price will be ready. Cause I saw he was out indefinitely still. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like Jake Allen has been struggling and the Leafs, even though uh, Montreal is a more defensively sound team, the Leafs have been able to still like produce against them, especially Austin Matthews. Like it's just been destroying them this season. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, so so it's it's like I, I kind of go back and forth, but like yeah, I, I kind of agree with you for now. Like I think the Habs would be a better one just because the Leafs do get goalied, and they that's less likely to happen against the Habs. Yeah, and I think, you know, if they can just kind of get past the first round, I like I I don't always like to, you know, kind of dig into the mind of a player because like, you know, we're not in the dressing room. We don't know. But I I feel like there'd be more confidence, right, like in their abilities. And I think just this year in general, they have more confidence. But I think, you know, once if they beat the Habs, you know, one of their biggest historic rivals you know in the first round and the city would finally be hyped. Get over that. yeah they finally get over that hump you know and then they go in and face the jets who played the oilers or whatever or the oilers and you know i think it's kind of you know i kind of like our odds i i, I, I kind of like our odds especially if it's like against the oilers to be honest because uh, we've seen them you know be able to shut down mcdavid and dry saddle once you do that you're you're golden mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think the Oilers too, like I'd actually be more confident, I think playing the Oilers than I would the Jets just because of Connor mm-hmm. Hellebuck. Like he's that good of a goalie, like who would give me like that much anxiety, like going into a playoff series against him. Right. But like mm-hmm. the Leafs have proven this year that like they can control uh, McDry as I like to call them. Yeah. And like, once you do that, like what else is there on that team? <laughs> Yeah, literally nothing. Like, yeah, like, they, like that team. I'm so I feel so bad for Connor McDavid because mm-hmm. that team is so poorly constructed, and it's just like, man, give this guy yeah. some help. Like, he can't do it all all the time. 
even though it looks like he can but like oh my god (laughs) yeah i mean i think he i I forget the stat but i read it earlier i should have saved it now but i think it's like he's you know he is involved in like what 60 percent of their goals or something like that something crazy like that yeah it's just that's not a recipe for success when all of that is going on to one player yeah yeah exactly and like i mean once you shut down mcdavid dry so say for instance even if they sh- they split them up because that is probably the most deadly scenario. But even then, it's like Connor McDavid and who you know, Leon Draisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and yeah, you can just focus like all your attention you on know, McDavid like, on one line and focus all your attention on Draisaitl and then like and, yeah, and, and, and that's kind of it. Like that's why like they're not a deep team at all. Like mm-hmm. oh my god, I, I'd be so frustrated if I was a, an Oilers fan. Like I know they're like I know you live near Edmonton, so yeah. you can you can you can give me more perspective on it. But but I feel like I feel like now they're like happy because McDavid just got his 100th point and all mm-hmm. that. Which I mean, like congratulations, like it's ridiculous. But oh, uh, yeah. but no, it's uh, per game. <laughs> yeah, like it, it it it's ludicrous what he's doing. But like it. Like, I, I, it, uh, see, it puts me to a loss of words. But, yeah, like, they're probably, like, Oilers fans now, you can, like I said, you can give me more perspective on this. They're probably, like, all excited because mm-hmm. they're probably going to finish second in the division and are looking to, uh, and are, are probably going to win a round, too. But, like, I don't know. I'd still be frustrated because the team is so poorly constructed. Yeah, and, I mean, that's kind of what I see. Like, a lot of it is just, kind of in the now, you know, like, oh, we're doing really well. We have the best player on the universe, you know, on our team. And one of the more elite players in the NHL, you know, also on our team. Um, so I think they're just kind of like kind of riding that high. But uh, I, I definitely find like in the off season and stuff like that, you know, you got guys who are uh, or you, you hear more complaining, right, of like, wow, this team is nowhere near, you know, the caliber of a Tampa Bay, even with their star power, just because they just don't have – a third and fourth line. They the barely have a second line. Yeah, yeah, literally. It's, and I saw this year too. Like I, I forgot Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a free agent, and like if he doesn't mm-hmm. come back, that's they have zero depth. Yeah, right. It's it's literally Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, and their their and band like, of merry men. Yeah, <laughs> like. The only thing, the only real. I mean, I guess we could get into this. Or. I guess it's more of a conversation for the off season, but you know, like the only good thing that I see if Ryan Nugent Hopkins does walk is that it frees up $6 million of cap space. Um, but then that's also, to that's also reallocate. Ken Holland with $6 million. In cap yeah. Space. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that, yeah, that's definitely the, uh, the, I guess, scary part of that. Yeah. He'll probably go out and sign like Luke Lindenning or something. He'll be like, haha, we got depth now. Yeah, literally just go and sign some random bottom six plug for three million dollars or whatever. And then sign another one, another Luke Lindenning clone for another three million dollars. And there you go. <laughs> That's the six million. Oh man. I could see that, but I'm hopeful. And then like I've said this before, because I used to write for the Oilers when we were uh, when we were both at uh overtime heroics. But you know, they uh I was very cautiously optimistic when Holland came in because I mean he, he built a winner, but that was like yeah. ages ago. 
Yeah, you built a winner and, you know, he comes with some experience. So you're just kind of hopeful that because he has to save this team, it's not, you know, here's this cup champion. No, no, we won a bunch of cups with these really great players. We're essentially not a dynasty, but like one of the most elite teams in the NHL for mm-hmm. like a decade. You know, uh, this is so I feel like there isn't that need to really sign these, you know, depth players, Abdelkader, Franz and guys like that, you know, for however much money they did. Um, they need like but, legitimate talent. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. Like in, you know, and he's done some good things, but on top of that, you also have Alex Chieson who scored like 20 goals, riding a career high shooting percentage at the age of like 29. And he re-signed mm-hmm. him to $2 million, which isn't crazy, but given the well, those little signings like that, or you just like overpay mm-hmm. for depth pieces by like 500,000 here and there, like the ones that go in and kill you. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, you know, when he brought in Tyler Ennis, I think at about a million dollars or like league men or something like that. It's like you could have brought in two Tyler Ennis's, two ty- those types of players, you know, mm-hmm. for the price of Shayson and still had a little bit of money left. Mm-hmm. And then you had like Zach Cassian, who also was playing with McDavid, had a career high shooting percentage. <laughs> My and favorite was signed quote. Three million dollars. <laughs> My favorite quote. I'm not a tough guy anymore. I have 13 goals now. So, you know, you can't, it's like, oh, <laughs> shit. 13 oh, goals. Watch out, man. Uh, you signed to like $3 million. Oh, like, my God. For no reason for him to be. And he's not even playing in the top six anymore. He's playing like in the freaking third line. Oh, my God. That was awful. Yeah, it's terrible. But it, so, I mean, so you have like moves like that. In the goaltending situation, like, I don't know how much longer oh, you can ride Mike Smith for. Like, I yeah. saw him play against the van- like um, Saturday night against Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And it was just like some of those goals that he allowed. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Um, he's very streaky. And then you got Koskinen, who they let Peter Shirelli resign like two weeks before he got canned. <laughs> oh, my Lord. They've got him signed for like mm-hmm. eternity for like $4 million or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. You know what? Miko Koskinen deserves it just because he's a goalie that decides to wear number 19 and that pisses me off so much <laughs> oh my god it looks so ugly i don't get it i, I hate I, it i think of patrick yeah. maroon still whenever i see the number 19 on the oilers jersey <laughs> yeah yeah oh he would have been a nice guy for them to grab holy yeah yeah he would have been a nice guy for them to resign but mm-hmm. nope <laughs> they, they had to sign zach cassian for three million dollars <laughs> instead of giving pat maroon a million dollars or whatever he wanted Gun to your head. You can only pick one GM uh, to run your team between Jim Benning or Ken Holland. Who are you picking? <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, or, 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 or I'll throw Kevin Adams into the mix, too. Oh, God, that's even worse. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, okay, it's crazy. It's insane. Uh, Jim Benning, probably. Seriously? Oh, man. I, I at least know that he'll draft. Like, if we're going to give him That's not even him, really. That's, like, his, scout, his scouting staff. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Kevin Adams. I'll, I'll give him the shot. I'll give him the chance. You know what? I'd like to see how he would do with an actual staff around him and not just him and nothing yeah. else. <laughs> and him and, like, three scouts. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, that was that's so terrible. I remember no I president, no assistant GM. I, I do feel bad for him. 
Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like he has nobody like except the Pagulas, but it's like in all he's did before, I mean, he was an NHL player. So, I mean, like, it's not like he has never, you know, seen a hockey game, but, and he definitely knows hockey, but it's like, like, oh man, he has nobody. He has like the Pagulas around him and that's it. Like he, and, and he has the Pagulas are not somebody you want helping you with a hockey team, with a yeah. football team. I mean, they turned around the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, yeah, kudos to them. And the Bills look like, look like a lost cause, but. But yeah. they turn them around and so good for them but man just stay the hell away from the sabers yeah yeah exactly and i don't think they will i just uh oh, it's I, I mean they literally put in their yes man mm-hmm. um you know in charge you know a guy who was like the big thing was oh you know the pagulas trust him it's like that's yeah. that's the worst thing ever what <laughs> why would you why would you hire someone just that you trust like hire you know someone that's a good hockey mind it's it's yeah. crazy. I don't know. So yeah, Kevin Adams. Uh, what about you? Who would you pick? Okay, Jim Benning is automatically out of the race. Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to consider him. Ken Holland is a hockey man. Hockey man TM. Yeah, 200 hockey man. Yeah, he's one of the 200 hockey men. So I'm not sure how I feel about that. One of the OGs. Um, hmm. You know what? I want to see what Kevin Adams has with an actual staff around him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd agree with that. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Actually. I mean, I guess that does make sense. Yeah. Cause cause I was like, cause I always think about like, I mean, I mean, it just happened and it's only really the one big thing, but I always think about, uh, well, I think about the Taylor Hall trade and then I think about, you know, the drafting that he did, but I mean, yeah, it's only one year, so. And it's tough to draft and you have literally three scouts with you. <laughs> yeah, right? And like, and, like, he came into that draft, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like, you know, he was sitting there in the hockey ops discussions all year long. At least I don't think so. It sounded like he was more on the business side of things. So I doubt he was in, you know, the scouting meetings in the war room and things mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. Anyways, let's get back into the... Toronto Maple Leafs, since that's what this is, at least podcast. It's got a little sidetracked there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, going into the playoffs. So, Leafs have two games left. They have one against Ottawa and then against Winnipeg next Saturday. Um, Yeah, I think so. I had the schedule up. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ottawa versus Winnipeg. Um. Do you think that the Leafs rest a bunch of guys for these two games or do they let them play in one of them? Just considering like Matthews has his 40 goals. So they can have to worry, like worry about that and stuff. And like, so like, do you, do you give them like a rest or like just to make sure that they can stay healthy for these last two games, just don't play them. Or do you let them play in one of the games considering that we might have to wait another 10 games for the North division playoffs to start just because of, of uh, the Vancouver Canucks and their COVID situation delaying the the schedule. I mean, I it, once again, like we're not in the dressing room, right? So like it's hard to kind of say, you know, what the mood is. Yeah. But personally, I'd probably, uh, you know, I'd be down to give, you know, one of their taxi squad guys, some of their taxi squad guys, you know, a, a game or so, you know, see if you can give maybe Semyon Durargachinsev, you know, just a game, Ooh. right? Against like the Oilers. Is he on taxi squad? The, I thought he was on Marley's. Yeah, no, he's on the taxi squad. He hasn't played oh, wow. forever. Yeah, Stefan Noison. You know, I want to give Timothy Lilligren another game. So Lilligren yeah, looked really I, good in the couple games he played. Yeah. Like, I, he looks like he's an NHLer. 
Mm-hmm. And then, and then I kind of want to see the, you know, the Sandy and Lilligren pairing. So mm-hmm. for me personally, yeah, you know, I, th- I, I think I would, I think I would give them, you know, give some of the big guys, you know, a game off. I think I'd kind of switch it up, you know, maybe give Matthews Marner, you know, maybe one or two other guys, the game off against Ottawa and then switch it up mm-hmm. for Winnipeg. But I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> only thing that I could think about for Winnipeg is, you know, that you'd want to play that game given they're still kind of in the playoff race. But or like you I know, don't, they're fighting. I don't want anything to happen though, relate like to players. Like I know Winnipeg mm-hmm. is a team that likes to play on the edge a little bit. Like yeah. we saw that last time, and like especially in the last game of the season, you already have first place locked up. I don't want to risk anybody like valuable getting injured. Which I mean, on this Leafs team, like I think like that's pretty much the whole roster. Like I don't want to see anybody get injured, but. Like, you definitely don't want like Matthews Marner, Nylander Tavares getting injured. Yeah. Even like Riley too. Like say like say what say what you want about him. Like he's been getting a lot of criticism this year, but like if you lose him, it's not good. <laughs> oh yeah. Riley no. Muzzin. Brody. Oh my god. I don't even <laughs> want to think about that. <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. But yeah, no, so yeah, definitely agree. I, I I'd like to see, you know, a couple moves being made here and there, you know, maybe even if they can, like if someone like I don't know what the what the deal is with them. Like I haven't really Why don't they just call up the entire Newfoundland growler since they haven't been able to play this year for the last two yeah. games of the year. I mean, yeah, I'd be down to give like even Joey Anderson or like Kenny Agostino or someone like that, like, you know, just a game. Mm-hmm. Just just to see how they're how they're doing, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. Like just make a couple moves, you know, I, I'm totally down. To- Mac Hollowell. Let's see what he can do. Do at the NHL level. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's played some tax or he's had some taxi squad. Uh, yeah. He's had like some time on the taxi squad. So I wouldn't be, hmm. you know, I wouldn't be against playing him just for a game. I mean, I mean, like the Leafs literally, yeah, they have the first place clinch. Like these games do not matter in the slightest bit. Um, so, you know, and like we were talking about with the uh, with the Senators, you know, they're playing for their pride. So they, you know, I, I don't know, you know, maybe they got Austin Watson or someone like that out there going to. Just, just going berserk. You know, yeah, that's the last thing you want. Someone. I think it's tough, though, because, again, do you really want to go into a playoff series against the Canadians who are still fighting for their playoff spot and will probably be finishing out their games and, like, be playing, like, that playoff-level hockey and then put in your star players who haven't played for 10 days? Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, like, if they do have to have that rest anyways, like, what's one or two extra days going to that, really matter? Right? That's true. That's also true. Yeah, so yeah, like they'll probably still be skating around for like practice and training and stuff. So just like stay conditioned. So yeah, I don't know. I'm more on the side of just of just like letting whoever needs to like sit out. Like yeah, yeah, right. Like like I mean, Austin hasn't had any. He hasn't had any issues scoring lately. Um, but like still, but, like, you know, like I still don't think his wrist is 100. percent Like yeah, has something come out like last week that like it still isn't, but. Yeah, it's like one of those things that, you know, it's just kind of just lingers. There. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be down to give them, you know, a game off, right? Just to kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, rest up. So, yeah. Going into the playoffs, then there's a lot of like 
like the Leafs have never had this issue before, and I kind of don't know how to react. It's almost mm-hmm. like they have too many good players, and you have to take a good player out of the lineup, like come yeah. playoff time. Like who who are you going to take out? Like Pierre Engvall all of a sudden just be scoring at Austin Matthews, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, elite sniper Pierre Engvall. I mean, I really like him, but yeah, no, that's and, like, I mean, Engvall. Yeah, and like you have Galchenyuk who who could possibly lose that top six role to like Felino and Hyman when they get back. But then again, it's a, mm. it's like you can probably move him down on the lineup, but would that be to Galchenyuk's benefit in terms of how he plays? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So it's I, like I, I, if he's not yeah. in the top six, he shouldn't be playing at all. But do you take him out of the top six? And then the defense, you have Bogosian who should be coming back from injury. What do you do with, with Dermot and Sandine to make room for 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 Bogosian, do you even make room for Bogosian? There's so many like like little things like that that like the Leafs have never had like this much depth before where they have to make these like tough decisions. Yeah, I mean, well, the one thing um, that that you saw last year with Tampa on their run is that they gave they made a lot of like little changes, you know, here and there, right? You know, they'd run seven D one game, they'd have Luke Shen, you know, playing around, they'd have Bogosian playing around, they'd have. You know, they were Luke moving Shen guys actually, around constantly. Actually played some, like, legitimate minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, honestly, like, he's doing decent uh, for Tampa. But once again, I mean, that's just, that's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, like but, the Pittsburgh Penguins in the terms of they can just call, literally, I could create a player and just, like, be useful. Yeah, Mark Donk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what was create. his name? The, the 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 guy from Latvia, Teddy Bluger. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah t- that is not a real player. He was <laughs> generated in a factory by scientists. Yeah, literally. Like it's, I, I mean, I mean, it's crazy. Like we could honestly like that'd be like almost a fun game. Like going through, like trying to find like you know fourth line uh, taxi <laughs> squad players for the a, Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> it should be a, a game show called a uh, a little game called. Penguins player or made up name? <laughs> Just yeah, literally. <laughs> oh god, I mean, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind the Leafs doing that. You know, mm-hmm. honestly, like, like I wouldn't mind them. You know, giving it a shot because uh, first for me, like, it obviously all depends on um, on when Bogosian's ready, right? Like, if you start the playoffs, Bogosian isn't going to, you know, be ready till game three or four and you're running and, you know, you got Sandy and Lilligren and you're up three games to none by the time Bogosian's back. Like you don't put them in the lineup, I don't think. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, assuming everyone is healthy, like for the very first game of the playoffs, I wouldn't mind, you know, I wouldn't mind not giving Bogosian a spot. Uh, like like at least to start. It um, depends on what you need though. Like maybe you play a couple games and then and then you need to ramp up the intensity. So you just put Bogosian in so he can like be more of a physical presence if you need that. Yeah. Right. Like, and then if if you find that you don't need that and you have Sandine sitting on the bench because you they decide to have Bogosian play, but you want mm-hmm. more, but you find that you need more puck moving guys and you get Sandine in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? It, it, the, the one thing that I'm worried about is like what happened in the game five uh, last year in the play-ins. You know, they, 
Andre, I mean, it's a little different because Andreas Janssen hadn't played in like four months or five months or however long, and they just kind of threw him into the elimination game of mm-hmm. uh, of the play-in. But that was more, I think, to audition him for like a trade. But I don't think that was the right time to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. And I mean, but I mean, he came in and he played like crap, um, and they ended up losing that game. Like, obviously, he wasn't the reason, but you know, like you, you, if you don't had want something, something more like productive that, right? out of that out of that roster spot, who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. If you have Nicholas or yeah, Nicholas Robertson, you know, mm-hmm. playing that role like he was the whole series instead of Andreas Janssen, you know, do you yeah, are you able exactly. to create a little bit of offense, you know, something yeah. like that? But that's what I it, don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me. I'm really hesitant to just kind of throw someone in there. Um, So I guess, you know, I'd prefer uh, Bogosian to, you know, just kind of sit out if he, especially if he's not ready for game one, Um, at least Mm. sit out the first round or unless they're in desperate need. Yeah. Um, Do I even go seven D one game two or whatever? And like, yeah. yeah, yeah, Who knows? Like there's a lot of possibilities and like, especially with like, Riley Nash should be ready for not the start of the playoffs, but like between like the first round, like what do you do with him? Like if you, like he definitely brings value to a team like the Leafs considering like what he can do defensively and just like shut it down. Like I could see him being mm-hmm. super effective in a series against Edmonton. If, if it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I think we talked about on the podcast, right? About uh, I think we talked about while we were recording about um, you know the mm-hmm. Leafs shutting down McDavid and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like, and how they have pretty poor depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We literally talked about this like fifteen minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, no, uh, like yeah. So someone like him in the you know in the bottom six would be perfect for that role. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing is like I'm a little more wary of penciling him in. Like there's a lot of people who are penciling him already to like their third, fourth line, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I mean, personally, I'd honestly, I like him. He's a good player, but I wonder about like, if Adam Brooks has a spot. I've really liked what Adam Brooks brings in that fourth line center role. Mm -hmm. And and I I really like, wow. I really like how Simmons, no, no, sorry. It wasn't Simmons. It was Spezza Thornton. And uh, Brooks. and Brooks, like I really liked that line that they were doing for a few games. Yeah, and I mean, I did too, but I, I'm just kind of wondering, like you know, because like I think we know for sure that like you're not mm. uh, sitting Thornton and Simmons. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, I wouldn't be. And I think that's also just like a, tuning them, but yeah, but. Uh, I think that's just more of like a respect thing and like, and like hockey culture and all that. Like, I don't necessarily think it's like a toxic attribute of hockey culture where you like, you give mm-hmm. respect to the veterans, but like, that's, I feel like that's what it is. Like they came here cause they wanted to compete and win for Stanley cup. And, and it just kind of looks bad from an organizational standpoint to like, yeah. especially if you want to attract other veteran guys like that in the future, it kind of looks bad. If you just like, if you just like bring them here for that reason and just sit them. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like, true. it's, it's, there's a lot of politics tied to it. Yeah. And I mean, for me, honestly, like the two forwards, I guess, look, I'm looking at their cap friendly page right now. I'd say the two forwards are probably Gouch and uh, Brooks that are like the biggest, I guess, candidates to come out. Just because mm-hmm. I don't think he's. I've seen Ilya people Mikheyev. like. I don't think he said. Yeah, I've seen about Mikheyev and stuff. I've seen people being like, "Oh yeah, Mikheyev isn't an NHL." Oh my god! And he yeah. should not be on the team. I'm just like, what? 
Like, yeah. he's not putting up the points, but like, he's literally like his speed is too valuable to take out of the lineup. Yeah, right. Speed like, alone, like not even that. Like, what he brings on the PK and what he brings defensively, like hmm. he'd be perfect uh, to on a line to shut down McDavid if you play against the Oilers in the second round. Yeah, yeah. If you have a third line of like, um, you know, assuming Hyman's in the top six, you know, if you have a third line of like, and Nick Foligno's healthy, Foligno, like Kev, Foligno, uh, Simmons, even. Mm-hmm. Or even, yeah, yeah, Kerfoot, too, actually would be really good as well. Like, you got a line like that, like, that's that's a line that can shut down McDavid. You yeah. know, that's a line that can shut down Drysaddle. You know, that's a line that you play against top competition. Yeah, and, like, especially, like, against McDavid, to have someone like McKayev who can kind of, like, match, like, the speed that McDavid brings. Like, that, that like, people aren't going to see his, like, true value to this team until it's playoff time when they see him, like, shut down, like, top competition, which is what he's been mm-hmm. doing, like, all year, basically. Yeah, yeah, he was really solid underlying uh, defensive numbers. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and, and like you said, yeah, about the PK, right? He's just, he's one of those guys. Same with Alex Kerfoot. He always you know, brings, like, I, I know it's a bit of a meme at this point where, like, he's just, like, mm-hmm. can't finish. But, like, he always brings, like, offensive pressure on the, like, on, on the pe- on the penalty kill. And, like, even yeah. that, like, that'll just kill, like, 30 seconds. And, like, he's good at just, like, keeping it below the goal line on the other team while killing a penalty. And it's just, like, so valuable, mm-hmm. especially in a playoff series. Like, like Edmonton's power play is fuck is like lights out and like mm. if you can have someone like mikhaev on there like that'd be so useful yeah yeah someone who can challenge someone who has a speed to you know to chase to down those pucks and know? stuff and like yeah like he does all the little things right yeah yeah exactly and, and, and i mean the same can kind of be said for uh pierre angle yeah because a lot of people you know give him give him a lot of crap um, I mean, obviously not now with the goals he's scoring, but, you know, like earlier in the year. A lot There's of the Pierre Engvall curse at one point. Yeah, right. Every game he scored in, we lost. Uh, yeah. Dating back to like the David Ayers, I think before even the David Ayers game. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, you, you got someone like him and, and we saw it last year when he was playing against Columbus. Like he's, he can bring, you know, good energy, energy right? Yeah. So if you have him and, you know, a PK unit of him and Mikheyev, like that can, that could really disrupt teams, right? Like with yeah. their speed and with their size and their reach. I feel like he has a little bit of the uh, Frederick Gauthier syndrome. Yeah. It's like, you're so big, like, just like, just like rough someone up every once in a while. Like, I know that like, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe that's a, that's a bit of the old school in me, but like, man, <laughs> just like, Get angry sometimes, man. <laughs> that, that I have that same thought about uh, Mikheyev, honestly. Yeah. Because, I mean, he does throw some hits. He reminds me of, bit, like, but... Nikolai Kuhlman. I think yeah. I've said that before on this podcast. Yeah, Nikolai Kuhlman, but a better skater. <laughs> yeah. Like, Kuhlman, too, had, like, that same, like, thing. Like, like I've seen, like, Mikheyev, like, take some, like, hits that he should not be taking. And, like, yeah. and, like getting roughed up. And it just does not seem to bother him at all. He just kind of skates away and just, like, unbothered as hell, which is kind of, like, kind of, like, boss, to be honest with you, a little bit. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. like, I wish I could be that unbothered in life about, about stuff. But, and, yeah. like, I feel like he's, like, really good at getting under the skin of some players, too. Kind of like how Kuhlman was, like, over the course of a game, just, like, slowly, slowly, just, like, just doing stuff like that. But, like, 
But like, if he could just like throw like, because he's a pretty big guy too, right? So if he can just yeah. like throw that hit every once in a while, and like or like just like get involved after the whistles a little bit, like because you know that's gonna, like I don't think there's a place for after the whistle scrums, which we will be getting to later on today. Oh yeah, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I don't think there's much of a place for it. But you know that stuff is gonna ramp up in the playoffs and stuff too. So it's just like, oh yeah, it, it, I mean honestly, like it, it kind of sounds, you know. uh, barbaric no no i was gonna say it all i I think he's a little too he's a little too nice for that you know (laughs) like it's really weird i don't even think he's nice it's just like like he just doesn't get pissed off like he's just like oh whatever you hit me in the face that's fine i'll just skate i'll just skate right past you the next time chasing after a puck (laughs) yeah kind of almost similar to how like uh kneelander is right like yeah like Willie, like he like, uh, it was crazy. I, I think it was last night. He like drove the net, basically got pushed down, completely he pushed does, down. Did not care. Yeah, he literally just stood up. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't want. But Nilan is the player I do not want getting involved after the whistles and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. You don't want him, Marner, Matthews getting involved. Like you don't want to risk them being like getting coincidentals or whatever after the whistle and like mm-hmm. getting taken out or like even like God forbid getting injured. <laughs> Yeah, right. Matthew's the only thing with him is just like I more want his body to become like a tactical weapon, you know, like like he uses his body to like just get muscle around he throws a lot guys of ass and some of that more. Yeah, yeah, he does that a lot. <laughs> Which I mean is really useful, but mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like I'd just like to see him, you know, be able to like break through defenders type thing, you know, like mm-hmm. with the puck and just muscle through guys. Yeah. But, yeah, the, like for me, that's really the only thing that I want. Like, it, it, is it to be a tool, you know, not a let me beat the crap out of this guy, you know? I mean, other than that time when I believe it was Murphy on the Blackhawks when they played each other last season, when the Leafs uh, were down like four nothing, and he was just pissed off. He just had enough. And he just <laughs> and he just so. like literally shoved yeah, him over. And it's like it's like I like yeah. to see that fight from them every once in a while. Like Uga, like that's like the Uga Booga in me. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and there was one, there was one highlight last year. Um, not really a highlight, I guess, but where Standine got like just leveled. I think it was against Dallas. Like maybe it was like Blake Como or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but he just got leveled. And uh, and, and you saw like Matthews was like, pissed and was gonna go for him, but then CC got in the way and you know just started giving. Uh, him CC a was good shows. for something last year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Not. I can. I. I think once a day. I think about that chance in the overtime in Game Four of the play-in last year, when <laughs> he, just, he had a legitimate scoring chance and just shot it into the corner. <laughs> oh and he meant to shoot it on net. I'm just oh like. Oh my god. <laughs> you just hear like Jim Houston on the broadcast. CC, and he missed it by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I, I wish they would have done the, uh, you know what they do in like a uh, basketball broadcast where they're like, oh, from downtown Vancouver or something like that. Yeah. Like, like I would have loved to hear them like say something like that. Like, like just say like, oh, you know, he missed the net. He's all the way in Vancouver yeah. or something like that. <laughs> he shot that into Vancouver from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that would have been mm-hmm. funny, actually. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> No. Oh man! <laughs> All we got now is the Casperi Kapanen. Oh my highlight. god! <laughs> Ruin that moment for me, uh, Jim. Jim boy. I know. I remember like watching it, and that happened. Like Matthews scored. It was obviously Matthews, but he said Casperi Kapanen. I didn't so even much hear. Like- I'm gonna be honest with you. I was watching the game at a buddy's house. 
Oh, and yeah. I didn't even hear like the broadcast because we literally just screams are running around his house. <laughs> See, <laughs> like I, we didn't, we did not hear the broadcast at all. <laughs> it wasn't until I went home at night and then I saw the highlight on my Twitter. I'm like, what are these people talking about happening? And then I, I looked at it and then I was like, oh damn, that's the thing that happened. I didn't, I did not know that. <laughs> See, I knew because like I was, it was after work one day and I just, you know, I just remember like being on my phone, you know, when they were losing. Losing, and then kind of watching being like come on please 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 and they just came back and like i just remember being so excited and like just watching it like so invested by myself and then like you hear that you see him score and then you just hear kasperi kapanen and i'm like i remember even thinking like was that kapanen like like i was like it, he just said it like so confident kapanen that, wasn't like, even on the I ice i don't think no he wasn't <laughs> That's always crazy, but I feel like I mean, as a play-by-play person, you have to know who's at least on the ice. Yeah, I mean he's different. Like, yeah, that and this guy, like, their Matthews skating is so stances much different. are different. They're mm-hmm. like different sizes. Like their hair color that comes out of their helmets is different. Different handedness too. Yeah, Captain's righty. Matthews is a lefty. Like a righty's not taken that you know one timer from that yeah. spot. So mm-hmm. it's. Uh, God, mm-hmm. that was just terrible. <laughs> Anyways, did you want to get into the stuff around the NHL you wanted to, to touch on? I think that's all the Leafs we, all yeah. the Leaf stuff we had. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or no, you want to touch on Anderson in the, in oh, the Marlies. Yeah, I even forgot. Yeah, um, so he's probably cooked, right? Like, there's, he's not playing a game. At least not to start. Like, he's the second option for me. Like he's def- not, I feel I, bad I, for him though. Yeah, I do too, but like, it sucks. He's such a big part yeah. of this team, especially like the first year against like when they made the playoffs against the capitals. Oh yeah. He stole so many games in his first couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then like, it, and then like, you just slowly saw the decline and it's just like, it's like, man, like that's so, it's so shitty. Like, it's so sad to see. Like, I genuinely feel bad for him and like mm-hmm. want him to like sign somewhere else next year and like find his game again. Just cause like, I, I do genuinely like, like Frederick Anderson as, yeah. Like, <laughs> like he was like probably a Vesna candidate throughout his first two years here. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I think he. <sighs> I can look it up, but I think he like might have even gotten some sort of like you know finished like fifth or some of that yeah. voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's I mean it's crazy like, but I don't know. I mean, so he just kind of blew. Uh, I, I didn't get to watch the game, so like you know I was just kind of following along. I saw he but, was um, uh, saving under nine hundred in the AHL. Yeah, yeah, it was quite low, um, like really bad. Uh, but but what they did say, like the guys uh, who we do know who were watching it, were uh, they did say that he played a little bit better in the uh, the second half there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I didn't watch the game either, but yeah, that's what I've saw, I've seen people say. But mm-hmm. do you really want him playing in the NHL playoffs when he can't really be on the top of his game against like AHL competition? Like yeah. not not really, especially with how Campbell's playing now too. Like yeah, exactly. One thing I noticed too with Campbell, like when he's in that, like especially over the last couple games, like he'll allow like that early goal or whatever. Like if he does, he'll like mm-hmm. be able to find his game and get like right back into the game and make like those timely saves that you need, which Anderson was like just not making over the last like season and a half. 
Yeah, if Anderson, like, it was it was almost inevitable that he was going to, like, just crack at some point, it felt mm-hmm. like. And, like, when there was games where he would let in an early goal, he would just suck the whole game. But, like, if there was a game where, you know, like, like there, but there were so many games where he'd play really well the first period or two, and then the third period comes around, and there's just a back-breaking goal or two. You know, the floodgates open, and it's just it's done, you know? And then the, it yeah. feels like the whole team is just kind of like, all right, well, that was yeah. fun. Like <laughs> fun I said, like time. Campbell, like puts you more at ease because like for the, like for the most part, like every, every goal, no matter how good you are, you're entitled to like those bad starts and stuff that they just mm-hmm. happen to like the best of, of people. And it's just like, but like, you know, that like Campbell's like going to be able to find his game, like when it's not too late kind of thing. And like, he'll, he'll like, stop bleeding he'll like shut the door down and only allow like two goals a game which for the Leafs is like they can easily score their way out of a two goal deficit oh yeah yeah exactly right like and especially you know when you're I mean I mean they showed it against the Montreal Canadiens so mm-hmm. you know that'd be a and like the thing is too that I find with Campbell mm-hmm. is like even if he does allow that stinker you know that he's not going to allow that other one yeah, and yeah, he's exactly. going to give them a chance. He's going to give the Leafs a chance to win the game, and he's going to make those timely saves, which, like I said earlier, Anderson just couldn't do anymore. Yeah, that, and, and I mean, yeah, that's kind of the issue, right? Like he just, he just can't shut it down. You know, mm-hmm. he just can't. I was, I was yeah. talking to a, I was talking to a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And like he was saying, like, man, Anderson could literally be the best goalie for like fifty-seven minutes of a game, and then just have three god awful minutes that just completely ruin the team. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that that's true. Yeah, and I mean, you can see it in the team too, right? Like you can see, oh, you know, the team's playing pretty well. You know, they're trying to put on pressure the other way. You know, maybe they trade a couple and then, goals here and there. Um, you know, and then, yeah. And then Anderson lets in a goal and they're just deflated immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could tell like from the face off. Yeah. And through their body language, they just come out flat after that. And just like, yeah. Anyways, it's sad to see just considering how good he was. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, but at this point, like you just, you can't, you can't give, I know some people were saying, Oh, I'd still give Freddie game one. No, you, you can't. No, I think, I think Campbell has earned the right to lose his job in the playoffs. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If he comes out two straight games, you know, we lose say five, three and you know, or five, four or something like that, you know, like, and he lets in a bunch of goals and, you know, the Leafs like mm-hmm. put in a good effort, you know, then, you know, I, I, I think then, you know, you switch to Freddie, but Mm-hmm. Beyond and that, I don't think you do. I'm so ready for the Leafs to just like lose that first game of the playoffs, and all oh, the God. and for the next day and a half, all the freaking narratives that'll be coming out after losing just one game, and then they easily win like the next four games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Win the series in five. No one's even thinking about that. Yeah, like, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Like you already know it's gonna happen too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 100%. Right. Like, you know, the JD Bunkuses of the world. The, oh, my the, God. The, thank God Six, Sid Six Arrow isn't on the friggin' isn't doing sports anymore. But, you know, he would be. I mean, he still has a Twitter account. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to throw a nice. 
oh well it looks like oh it looks like the blue jays are toronto's team now you know mm-hmm. something like that after Whatever one game is like, oh my <laughs> god please please shut up like i do not want to be on twitter after the Leafs can be up three nothing in the series and lose game four and you, so you're still gonna hear that that garbage mm-hmm. oh my god yeah it's terrible i'm oh god you know if honestly and if they lose if, if they don't win one series i am probably deactivating for the summer oh my god i'd have I'm to so I, am, I am deleting the app not going anywhere near it like it, it's gonna be just like terrible oh yeah oh my god especially especially if it's the canadians that do it Oh my god! No, if the Canes do it, I'm never going on Twitter ever again. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm giving up. I'm, oh, I'm done. I, I think at that point, I think I just stopped being a Leaf fan. To be honest, I'd be like, yeah, no, screw this. Team. I said when I was I in like grade game. five or whatever, <laughs> I'm not going to be a Leaf fan anymore. They stink, and I'm tired of cheering for them. And look at us. I'm still here. Yeah, I said I told myself I was going to become a Penguins fan because they they were good back then. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest. Like, I did kind of stop watching for the most part for a couple of years there, like just before the rebuild, you know, and like during the rebuild years, you know, like mm. 2014, like after they signed or the drafted Nylander, I like just kind of stopped watching. Like, I mean, like I still followed, mm. you know, and but I was, yeah. but I wasn't worried about oh wins I, losses. And I was like not. That. Yeah, I was not watching every game like I do now. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. following along or whatever, just like eh, nonchalantly kind of thing. I remember I did it like the tank year for Matthews. Mm-hmm. I started watching again when they called up Hyman and and yeah. Lander and like Connor Brown and like all the all like the players. Yeah. Like Nikita Shoshnikov. <laughs> oh my God. He was so good. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved him. Yeah. The, and then, yeah, exactly. And then they were actually like kind of entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Nylander was so good too. Like throughout Number 62, that. I, William Nylander. Oh God. No, no, no. He was, uh, he was 39. Oh, he was 39 then. Yeah. 62 yeah. was a, uh, pre-season. I think preseason and Marley's. Yeah. Yeah, number 39. God, I hate Lou so much. Oh, man. <laughs> all these boring numbers. Yeah, gave him 39. Like, man. I mean, that's it, some fun, old man. Yeah, literally. And I mean, like, you could tell that he wanted to be 88 his whole time. Like, because every time he'd go he play was. internationally, he'd play 88. He'd wear 88. Yeah. And that's I don't know why he wasn't the... allowed to wear 88. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because uh, the Lou rules, right? Even Matthews and his. Uh, I remember he was like 63 at his training camp, and it's like, come on, <laughs> like, come on. Remember when yeah. he negotiated the hell out of his like rookie deal? Yeah, it took him like three months just to like sign because they didn't want to mm-hmm. give him bonuses. <laughs> oh my god! Like, yeah, like just fuck off, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like the team had so much money. It's not like mm-hmm. I mean, they had so much cap space. It's not like you know you were hurting the team at all. Like and he was a first overall pick, man. Just give him all his bonuses. Yeah, whatever he wants, just give it to him. Yeah, he's making. He's not going to make much regardless. So mm-hmm. Yeah, give him the max everything. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. So, anyways, yes, let's move on to um, NHL talk. Which uh, do you want to start with the Tom? I guess we'll spend a lot. I guess we'll spend quite a bit of time. This is going to be a long, a longer podcast, but I know that we both mm-hmm. have a lot to say about the whole Tom Wilson department of player safety. Um, yeah. 
uh, George Peros, New York <gasps> Rangers, Washington Capitals situation. There's a lot of layers to this. Yeah, there is. Sorry about that. <laughs> I ran into my mic there. <laughs> All good. Um, yeah, like I don't think we have to go much into detail because everybody that listening to this already knows what what happened. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. I'll just I'll just let you take over from here. So, first of all, Tom Wilson sucks. He's mm-hmm. he's just he's a predatory piece of crap. You know, I oh my god, and you see so many of those takes. The NHL right, has progress past the need for tom wilson literally right and and i mean do you see some and of george barrows and colin campbell and fuck it gary bettman too and yeah Bill all of them all of them could get the fuck out man oh they just they just need a whole clean sweep um but like you know you hear the takes uh like matthew barnaby said oh you know every gm and oh, all 30 other gms would love to have tom no they wouldn't was it like, rachel dory on the podcast uh, on the latest staff and grass podcast mention this yeah. podcast quite a bit but it's so good um she said oh, like she like two gms like have texted her saying like no we do not want him anywhere near this team and those yeah. are only the ones that, those are only two that reached out to her that's yeah that. yeah right like A- according to according to her mm-hmm. yeah and like you would and i mean like i fully believe it like like you don't want a player like that he's a liability like you always hear like the whole you know like one of the reasons why we said it earlier we don't want william nylander matthews and guys like that fighting is because they're in the box all the time you know you don't want them fighting or getting into post whistle scrums because you know you run the risk of them they're more valuable to spend two minutes on the ice than they are in the penalty box you know exactly so when you have someone like Tom Wilson, you know, and, and I mean, he's a good player. Like he's not, you know, I mean, he's, he's not like crazy. a half a point a game. Like he, he he's a decent, yeah. like top six player. And like, mm-hmm. the thing is like, I really do have a lot of respect and like enjoy players who play on that edge. Like, Nazem Kadri, like Nazem Kadri, like yeah, he did cross the line a few times. I'd admit that. I, I said it the second he cross-checked the brusque in the face. I said to my buddy, I was watching the game with. I was like, I was like, that was very stupid of him, and mm-hmm. like I can admit that. And like, but like yeah, like players like Wayne Simmons, who I grew up watching, like I loved, I loved yeah. his game. Uh, Milan Lucic in his prime. Oh, I would take him on my team. It's not like he oh, yeah. he never crossed the line even really. He just played the game on that edge, which is like which which I really enjoy. And like like all the players like that were like like I enjoy yeah. those types of hockey players, but like what Tom Wilson is is garbage. Like even like like yeah, like one of my favorite leafs of all time is Darcy Tucker. That should that, that should tell you everything you need yeah. to know. <laughs> Yeah, same thing. Yeah, like it was always a revolving door between Darcy Tucker and Matt Sundin for me. Yeah. Um, and like, it's who my favorite player was. And like, you know, I love that sort of style. Like, you know, we grew up in the mid 2000s, you know, early 2010s. That's, the, that's when I fell in love with hockey. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like I always, I've wanted Wayne Simmons on the Leafs since I was like 12 years old. <laughs> mm, yeah, like, right. Because like, I love players that play that way. And if Tom Wilson was that player, I'd love him. But yeah, and I'd be like, I want him on the Leafs, but he just cross he's he's crossed the line far too many times and like does not seem to learn his lesson like at all. And it's just like it's just yeah. like if if Brendan Shanahan was still in charge of the Department of Player Safety, I don't think this would be happening. Yeah, right. Like he would have gotten 
he, oh man, he might have gotten out for the whole season, like whole playoffs, everything for that. Like, and like what I loved about Shanahan when he was in charge of it was like the hmm. transparency. Like whenever he announced a fine or a suspension, he'd make that video going yeah. like frame by frame, basically explaining why he like what happened, why he got what he did. There's none of yeah. that with this regime there. And it's like, mm-hmm. and there's absolutely like there was, and like the other thing with when, when the department of player safety was run by Shanahan, there was consistency. You knew yeah. when something happened, like, yeah, that's going to get this amount because like, there's, there, there, there is absolutely like zero consistency with what is happening with that department that right now. Yeah. Right. Like you have, uh, I, I don't remember if it was under Peros, right? But, but people brought it up, right? You 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 have the the five thousand dollar fine for to Sidney Crosby or something like that, or someone to Sidney Crosby, where like they sprayed him with the water bottle, mm-hmm. right? Like that was a five thousand dollar fine, and then you have Tom Wilson literally could have like cross checking a man while he's face down in the back of the neck, like back of the head area, as well as body pulling. slamming. By the hair, mm-hmm. a helmetless player in a standing position, like head yeah. first, driving his head into the ice. Like he literally, like I, I cannot stress this enough. Like a lot of people are saying you're overreacting. No, I'm not. He could have killed someone. Yeah, 100%, right? You know, we saw it just this year, right? The KHL guy who had the, uh, he had the, um, what was it? Like the puck, like hit his helmet. Yeah, and that was just like a super that was just a super unfortunate incident too. Like I feel yeah. bad for everybody involved there, but like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not crazy it's just, to assume yeah. that a 250 pound man, like six foot mm-hmm. three grabbing a player by his hair and pulling him down, like head first onto the ice. Like that could very easily lead to someone dying. Like, yeah. Like a lot Panarin. of people saying like yours are exactly. No, it's not an exaggeration because if Panarin's shoulder didn't hear, like if Panarin's shoulder didn't, um, didn't break his fall and hit the ice first. We're probably talking about at least a fractured skull. Yeah, at least, right? Possibly even like a guy in like a coma or something, right? Which like, I don't even want to like crazy. think about. Yeah. Oh yeah, like losing one of the best players in the game because some fucking goon is out there. You know? Yeah. Like he's he's protected. legitimately he's legitimately a danger to like to to everyone around him on the ice. And like we just can't yeah. have that in the game. Like if department and like that's what that's what pisses me off too. Because like if the department of player safety isn't going to be there to maintain the safety of the players, then you have the bullshit that happened the game after when they played against each other, which is just an absolute embarrassment on the league. Yeah, yeah. If you can't police the game, you know the department of player safety. You know the players are going to police themselves, and they're going to go out and, and then you have for their pound of flesh. And then you have like all those fights happening, which can lead to God knows how many concussions. And like, <laughs> yeah, like, 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 who, like you just like, it, it's, it's just a, it's just like such a slippery slope to like, to like, um, to uh, Todd Bertuzzi, Steve Moore incident because yeah. of the NHL's incompetence. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like, it feels like we're going to have to have another one of those for the In NHL for to do something, something to change. Yeah. And, but I mean, like, like I don't care. Like I, I think Pero should be gone yesterday. I, I mean, been, yeah. He, like he's been known to be incompetent, but now it's just, it just it's proved worse. it. Like yeah, it just like it. It was just like, and like I don't understand why you have a former goon as part yeah. of this. Like with a with an apparel company called Violent Gentlemen, and their whole mm-hmm. mantra 
their whole mantra is them wanting to make hockey violent again. That's the guy you have in charge yeah. of player safety. Like, are you like, can you, can you make a more incompetent hire than that? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then you have Ray Whitney, right. Who's a really like into the state was a really solid player. You know, I think he had like, he's a solid uh, mid six player. Yeah. Yeah. He was a really good player. I mean, he had some really good seasons though. Mm-hmm. Going through his stats, like he wasn't like 70s, a bomb. 80s points and stuff like that. Like he, he was a good player mm-hmm. and you have him, right. Just making and a fool saying, of himself. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's, you know, uh, there was that quote that came out, I think it was earlier this year or last year or something like that, where he kind of said, I, I I, don't remember it exactly, but he said something along the lines of, you know, like, oh, players have to, you know, be conscious of like, you know, the star players have to be conscious, you know, of, you know, uh, putting themselves in vulnerable positions and things like that. And it's like, what the hell? Like, how is no, this No, like, that should like, be something helping? the league should be responsible for. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like the league- you know, should be calling penalties and stuff instead of just like this fucking game management bullshit. Yeah, it's literally like, I mean, it's literally like victim blaming too, right? Like, oh, you, you know, it's the Don Cherry. Oh, keep your head up, you know? Like, no, like, the, the, we don't want that. We've, the NHL has mandated that out. Like, we mm. do not want hits to the head. But when you have <laughs> Tom, Wilson, to slap you know, someone's head, head first into the ice, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, and mm-hmm. sit there and cross-check the back of a guy's head. And stuff. I think anything, that to me was also a- really egregious. To me, anything to the head should be automatic. Like they should, they should make it like anything to the head, no questions asked, yeah. automatic three games or whatever, like minimum or or, or whatever the number should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And oh my god, I actually totally forgot to bring this up, but like the craziest part about that whole thing too, right? Was they literally gave him the $5,000 fine for the Pavel Buchnevich stuff. They didn't yeah. give him a fine or anything for the Panarin stuff, but that was because just, that was just totally a scrum. Okay. But like, yeah. that's not, that was not a normal scrum. I don't know how many, how much hockey you've watched, but I assume it's a lot considering mm-hmm. you, we are doing a hockey podcast right now. Yeah. How many after the whistle scrums have you seen resulting in a guy getting suplexed onto the ice? Yeah, literally uh, like that one, <laughs> that <Yeah>. one, <laughs> like, and that's, what's insane is like, uh, th- there was a quote um, that came out after where an NHL executive said something along the lines of, Oh, he shouldn't have, you know, jumped on top of them type thing. But it's mm-hmm. like, like what the heck? Like, no, he was trying to get him from, you know, I thought Chris seriously injuring his I don't player. know if you heard the Chris Versteeg quotes on this, but he like no. brought a very, like he, he brought a lot of context into it from someone who's been in like Versteeg in, um, in Panarin situation there on the ice. Like yeah. he said, like in scrums and stuff, he's went and grabbed like Derek Boog, guard but it's not because he's looking for a fight he's like they're trying to like police it and be like yo calm down man it's all good like like whatever yeah. because he knows that like Derek Bugard isn't going to start like manhandling him because that would look terribly on him mm-hmm. and like and like he's there and like he's goes like he he said like he's he knows that Panarin was not there looking for a fight he was there to just try to like break things up and like try to like calm everything down yeah right I mean like and I mean, like Panarin came in after, right? Like after the Bushnevich stuff, right? Where he was, mm-hmm. Bushnevich was face down on the ice and Tom Wilson was sitting there, you know, just giving him like mm-hmm. little shoves in the back of the head while his face was on the ice. Like just crazy. Like, like it's insane. And then, and then, then you know, Panarin jumps on him and freaking mm-hmm. you know, Tom Wilson goes insane. Like it's, it's so crazy. Like, I don't, I don't understand how it was nothing. And it feels mm-hmm. like, 
And then this is coming after, you know, that big suspension he had earlier in the year. Yeah. So like that like, should have automatically been like, yeah, that's another suspension. Clearly yeah. does not know. Like he already sent he, Brennan Carlos in the hospital for two weeks already. Only played yeah. one game so far. I think since, since, uh, since that happened, like, yeah, like it's ridiculous. Like the, the leash this guy has. And like, I don't know about you, but like I've started to notice a trend with perils. It's like, he's almost like siding with, the with, with the goons in this place and like mm-hmm. notice how fast like Joel Farabee got a suspension for with having no prior history and it wasn't even anything to the head or anything and like yeah. he was suspended for something which I don't even think should have warranted a suspension yeah like, exactly. I didn't I didn't like what he did but I don't think it warranted a suspension but mm-hmm. but like yeah and then and then a repeat offender who has a long list of supplemental uh, discipline with the NHL and yeah gets only a $5,000 fine for that. Like there's a clear bias there. Yo, 100%. And it's, I don't get it. Like, like, I just, I don't, I don't understand like how you can, like how you can sit there and, you know, feel like, like go to bed at night thinking, Oh yeah, I made the right call there. Like there's a whole group of people working behind there, like decision makers, right? Like there's like Ray Whitney, there's uh, yeah, obviously George Peros and like, I, I don't know who else exactly, but, you know, there's guys in there, right? So it's like, how is it I so mean, bad that no one, you know, was able to convince mm-hmm. Peros to do well, that? Well, you, you know, saw, like, Peros didn't even want to suspend Wilson for the for the hit he threw on Brandon Carlo. Oh, the yeah. For two weeks. And then Gary Bettman was like, no, that's going to look bad on us. He's getting he's getting this amount of games. Right then and there, mm-hmm. sure, he should have been fired. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And then now it's like, I I think they are going to make a change. They should make a change no now. But he, yeah. he has no regard for player safety. And I don't think a change is ever going to be made as long as Colin Campbell is, has the position he does in the NHL. You're talking about a guy who was trying yeah. to make referees. Um, not call penalties on his like, son. Yeah, not call penalties on his son in the finals and like the team that his son was on in the Boston Bruins in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like there's leaked emails of this shit. Like it's not us making something up and making accusations. No, this is yeah. legitimate things that happen. And he still has a has a very high position with a lot of authority within the NHL. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but like I said, he's like, one of I the two hundred hockey men, though. So you know, I, I do I do still feel like, especially if there's something else that happens, and I feel like there probably will be, especially given the playoffs. Um, I, I feel like Gary Bettman has to make a change in the off season. Like there has there's to. There's so much bad, like yeah, it, 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 so much bad. Like, I don't know, like yeah. yeah, so much bad publicity, especially going into a new TV deal and stuff. You can't have this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like like I don't think ESPN is very happy. Oh, they can't be right. Like, oh, we just invested all this money, and same with TNT. I mean, mm-hmm. they invested, I think, more money than NBC did, right? Like, yeah. per and they're year. the secondary, like, yeah, the secondary package. So it's just it's insane. Like, mm-hmm. it's I don't know, I don't get it. Like, they have to make a change. I, I I know they won't now, but I think they should in the off season. And then I wonder if there is a change in the off season though. Cause that makes there the most should have sense, been the change because of the way like publicity is like even now like they issued a bunch of fines and stuff this morning and like yeah. suspensions and like and like it's still terrible like you see in the comments and everyone's saying like how incompetent is like this is not a good look on the NHL at all any competent business whether it's a sports league or not would have made a change already just based on public yeah. perception. 
Oh, 100%. And, and I think they should. And mm-hmm. like I said, though, like I don't think they will make a change in mm-hmm. season just because, you know, like you're heading into the playoffs. Like I don't know if they're going to want to do that. They should, but I don't and, think like, they will. All this um, came, all this like Tom Wilson garbage came at like such a time when the league was like, was like probably like, like they have like Matthews who was on the verge of getting 40 goals, McDavid on the verge of 100 points in shortened seasons, which is just like both are just absolutely ridiculous. And then, yeah. And, and like all this stuff to celebrate the playoffs are about to start. You just got these two brand new TV deals with like two of the biggest networks in the, in the U S and stuff. Like there's a lot to celebrate for the NHL. And then mm-hmm. it was like, it was almost like it was too good to be true. And then just, they just took a dump all over it. Yeah. You know, you know I mean, it was brought up that night, right. That uh, Rangers Washington night, the uh, TJ Oshie, like scoring the hat trick with, you know, after the first game after his father Which is died. a great story, but it just got yeah. overshadowed by this utter garbage. Yeah. That could have been like the, the, like the Bobby Ryan story of last year, right. He comes back from, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously a little bit different, but uh, like, like quite a bit different. I'd say. Like but, we know the effect, you know. like it's very public, the effect that like TJ Oshie's father had on his career and like all the teammates around him and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it yeah. it's such a good story. And then, yeah, but instead, no, it was, you know, it was overshadowed yeah. by this absolute garbage. And it's just like, yeah. it's just so stupid. And like, there's a lot of people like who like rebuttal to this being like, oh, the TV networks love this because creating more fans, it does not create more fans. Like, more fighting does not create more hockey fans. It's just like, it just perpetuates that stereotype of hockey to people who don't watch hockey even further. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, like how many people do you see you like don't really watch hockey? Just be like, oh yeah, all they do is fight each other. When fighting has mm-hmm. almost like fighting is like at an all time low in the sport. Yeah, like, exactly. That's not right. even like anything about it, but it's just perpetuating that negative stereotype about the game. And like even people enjoy seeing that stuff. It's not going to create any fans. It's like it's like saying like oh bench clearing brawls are going to create more baseball fans. No, it doesn't. <laughs> No, no, right? Like, like I mean, yeah, maybe I'll watch the that specific video of it and be like, wow, that's really interesting. But like, yeah. I mean, it's not going to make me want to go and watch, you know, the next Jays game because they had a bench clearing mm-hmm. brawl. Like, you know, like, how many like like I saw like I have a friend who moved when uh, moved here from Texas and he came to my high school and I asked him like, you know, you guys like the Dallas Stars there. He goes, no, like I'd watch sometimes, but then I'd see that there was no hockey fights and just got disinterested and just wouldn't watch anymore. It's like, that's why that's mm-hmm. fighting is not the thing you want to advertise about the sport. Yeah. Cause it's not, it, it's, it's getting like, very phased out in, in the game today and you're not yeah. going to attract fans by by promoting fighting because it's just not part of the game as it, as it once was anymore. And it's just like a false advertising, perpetuating negative stereotypes about the game that don't exist anymore. And it's just like, why not just showcase like the stars in the game and all the skill and like, it's yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like one of the most popular jerseys for years was I think the Patrick Kane jersey, right? And it's not because he was a goon. Like like I mean, goons like don't they they don't sell jerseys. They don't sell, you know, people people who have like whenever I go to a Leafs game and I see someone with like a Ty Domi jersey, I'm like, You're such a tool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, literally, right? I like Mm -hmm. I I mean I mean you'd see so many people like randomly like like i remember especially in like the mid 2010s i mean not mid 2000s the mid 2010s when the blackhawks were like at their peak and like even in like the earlier 2010s you know mm-hmm. you'd see people 
randomly, like out wearing a, a Blackhawks cane jersey, mm-hmm. right? You'd see them out in public. You'd see them, you know, at the NHL school, needs to get like that. And needs to get to a point where, like, in the 90s, players were just, like, rappers were in music videos wearing, like, Yammer Yager and Mario Lemieux jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Because those are... The, yeah, it's crazy to think the NHL was, like, relatively relevant then. <laughs> yeah, like, in the 90s, because they would... You know why? They had Gretzky, they had Yager, they had Lemieux, they had all these, all these talent, like all this talent in the league, and they were marketing it. Yeah, and everyone knew about it, right? Like, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to say, right? Because both of us weren't alive then, but I wonder if, like, the the trade to LA made a big difference, oh. like with Gretzky, like that big, you know, it's like it's like LeBron, right? You know, like, I have a theory about that trade, a conspiracy although, theory. I think the NHL. I think the NHL forced the Oilers into making that trade. Really? Mm-hmm. They wanted to expand more out west. Yeah. They saw that the Kings were struggling, but it's a big market. You put the big you put the big star in in the spotlight mm-hmm. in LA and Hollywood. Get him to be buddy buddy with all the celebrities and stuff. Get him out in pop culture. More people will put their eyes on the LA Kings, thus the NHL. <laughs> Yeah, that, and then Maybe. they were able to expand westward. I'm telling you, that trade saved the NHL. Oh, 100 percent, right? Like, like that's that's that. Uh, I we can go more into. You can have a whole episode about the, that trade in the in the off season, but yeah. <laughs> but like it, it, the NHL definitely forced the Oilers' hands. That's I'd have my to look more into it. Like like I I mean that's possible. Like I could see it right because. That like that's one of the big things about the NBA, right? Is how crazy it is, you know. Like when you, you have, have a trade the, deadline, the league's right? biggest like, star arguably is playing in Milwaukee, which is such a small market, but like you still know who is that it is. Antenna Giannis, Giannis, I can't, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, you have someone like him, right? And, and I mean, even like earlier before him, right? LeBron James, right? Like, like that was in such Cleveland, a big thing, yeah. Yeah, in Cleveland, and then you know he goes to Miami and make, builds that super team with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. They win, they won multiple championships, didn't they? They won two, two. Yeah, but I mean, still, right? Like they go to, they all go to Miami because that's the big thing, and you know, and that's a big, that was a big deal. Like I remember TSN even had a friggin' special on about mm-hmm. the choice or whatever. Yeah, you he, know? he brought he he had a live show, half hour show where he was saying where he where he was going to sign. Like that's how big of a deal yeah. it was. And like the NHL, like I don't know how they did a better job at marketing their players in the '90s than they have in the social media era. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. And, and I mean, like, I guarantee if you ask someone like, oh, who's the best player? Like just a random person. You they know, don't know who McDavid is. Yeah, they'll say Sidney Crosby, guaranteed. They, they probably say, like, don't even know who Sidney Crosby is. Maybe not. I, I mean, in Canada, they do. In Canada, oh, 100%. No, no, but I'm I saying mean, like, like if you go to the U.S., I'm, I'd be surprised oh, yeah. if you go, if you stand in like, if you stand in like Times Square, you ask 10 people, I think four people will give you an answer. Probably. And, and, and even then, it'd probably be like Ovechkin. Right, like yeah. if it, or like, anybody, but like obviously, like you have to ask like non hockey fans. Yeah, to, like, yeah, exactly. but like, but I bet you what? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I bet you, at least eight out of ten of those people, depending on where they're from, know who Wayne Gretzky is. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like, because I mean, like that's the that's like the Rushmore, Mount Rushmore of like, like he, like he is the face, yeah, of athletes. He's like, like he Michael the Jordan. There's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> there's for baseball could be any, like a number of guys. Um, I guess in the nineties you can be like, there's Ken Griffey jr. There. And then there's, 
mm-hmm. um, in the nineties was the big like Dan Marino or something. Yeah. Someone like that. I I, I don't I don't really follow other mm-hmm. or, 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 or other. Tom Brady you can even put there. Oh yeah, Tom Brady, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't know. Anyways, the NHL the sport's not gonna change unless they get rid of those people in the high up situations, which I don't even know how Colin Campbell still has this freaking job. Yeah, I don't either. Like I don't I don't know how you can't just like sell, you know, commercials of the, the that's the one thing that I think is going to change. With well, the that's ESPN, the thing too. It does. Like, that's the thing too. Like you have like all these GMs who have like a stick up their ass, like Lamorello. Like, mm-hmm. like if the NHL wants to do a feature on like Connor McDavid, help get his name up there. And like, and, like you think Ken Holland is going to be like, is going to like Ken Holland's going to be like, no, he's a, he, he, we don't want him to do that because Ken Holland's like a freaking old head who like doesn't understand <laughs> the value of like, promoting your stars like you think yeah. like why do you think like most casual fans don't know how good matthew barzal is because the gm is fucking lula morello yeah yeah right and then he plays on a team that fucking sucks like i mean yeah they're good but they're boring as hell they're so boring. i mean they're good in the standings but they're boring that he has no other real talent around him like barzell is like Barzell's on an so island good. yeah literally but nobody knows it because of lula morello yeah and and then that's one thing too about the Leafs all or nothing series. That's I think gonna be pretty big. Like I think that I think especially if they win the cup this year, I think mm-hmm. that could be really big for the league. I know like, people who have become fans of Tottenham Hotspur because of the because of the documentary Amazon Prime did on them. Yeah. Man, I actually I still gotta watch that. Oh god. I just I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, no, I do have the time. I just, I choose not to allocate it to that. Dude, but, like, it's just so frustrating as a hockey fan. Yeah, it, it is. Like, cause there's so, like, like, like you, you don't think a Connor McDavid highlight package could, like, not, maybe not win someone over, but, like, and get at them least at least interested. Intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. You throw, like, 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 you show them, like, like all the great things, like LeBron James does, right? It can be like, yeah, now mm. look at this guy, except he's doing it way faster with a physical aspect. Like, he'd be getting hit at any second and he's on mm. skates. Yeah. Right. And then, like, you have him, you know, just doing his crazy stuff. You know, you throw in, you know, you could throw in, and this is what I hope from like ESPN, you know, you throw in like a comp, you know, commercials about the hockey season when it comes up. You know, you got Austin Matthews, you know, maybe you have him doing the crazy uh, goal celebrations, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the, 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 Dude, it's Austin a goal. Matthews and such a marketable player too, especially with like how into like fashion he is and stuff and like him being mm-hmm. like, like really good friends with like Justin Bieber and stuff. Like, he, oh, like yeah. He's so marketable and like the Leafs are doing the best they can, but like the NHL's really got to open it, open up their shit, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't follow the NBA as closely. Right. But like, obviously I know like, you know, a decent amount just from and just how well it's marketed. You don't, you uh, don't not know who LeBron James is. Yeah. You exactly. don't not know who Luka Doncic is. You like, you don't not mm-hmm. know who Nikola Jokic is. Who Giannis is. Yeah. Who Giannis is. Like I could like go on and on. Like you probably, there's probably, I, I know you don't really watch basketball, but you could probably name like mm-hmm. 20 NBA players. Yeah. A lot of them would be Raptors too. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you just kind of follow okay, the okay. outside sports. outside of the Raptors, how many how many do you think you can name? You can probably name oh, the top God. ten players in the league. Maybe not the top ten. Oh, or I I might be a little dated on some of them. But, but still, yeah, you can, can name, name players. 
you ask the average basketball fan if they can name if they can name five hockey players, they're not going to be able to. Yeah, right. Like, like, I can guarantee you they won't even get two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won't yeah. even get one, probably. And, and and then that's just a big difference, right? And but mm-hmm. but I was also gonna say, like, I don't know what the thought of some people, you know, with Drake being an ambassador is. And I'm not saying Justin Bieber should, but I feel like they should they should market the shit out of that. They should use Justin Bieber to their advantage so much more. Like oh my god. You know, like, you, like the Leafs you get him to make a music video. Oh, yeah. The, the Leafs and stuff. But like the Leafs aren't the team that needs the help. <laughs> oh no, for sure. But I mean like they could be that nice, you know, that nice like opening in to mm-hmm. the NHL, right? But I think the NHL overall should really push that. And I mean, I think there's like some country music guys. I mean, they got Snoop Dogg who's like does stuff with the Kings and like the NHL, like yeah, in the NHL I, I mean, video gets, game. But like that feels that like, to, like so a cringy level almost. It's a little cringy and it feels so forced too. Yeah. Oh, 100%. But like that it's like, and mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say um like when they had Chance the Rapper, right? To do that well that was thing. on snl though like that was a part from yeah. the nhl oh yeah but i mean like you know you, mm-hmm. you got like that became like like that because the, like, that's a thing right you had yeah, a, the nhl should have jumped on that and like brought him on yeah, to do like some do that like, commercials or like social media stuff or whatever yeah right instead they got you know well when they have celebrities in with the game it's like you know jenna fisher and I mean, like, yeah, that's great, but the office has the been office. done for years. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not relevant, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's Kevin different. Bacon, like, doing like, wait, was that who it was at the All Star game? Maybe. No, oh, no, who was, was no, 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 who was it? It the wasn't Costner either. The guy who's oh, in those, um, those skip the dishes commercials. What's his name? Uh, Is that Kevin God, I Bacon? I don't name. know. No, no, that's not Kevin Bacon. No, it's. John Ham, John Ham. Yeah, John Ham. Sorry, bacon ham, whatever. Yeah. Product. <laughs> Actually, that was really close. Damn. <laughs> yeah, like they oh, had shit. him. Like, what? What is he? When was the last time he was a relevant celebrity, man? Like. Yeah, and I mean, like the skip the dishes thing, are like the only thing I really know him. I mean, obviously, I know him from Mad Men. I never watched him, mm-hmm. but like you know, I know him. I know that because I watched Breaking Bad and saw mm-hmm. a bunch of commercials of it, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's like, crazy, it's like, man. Like you need to jump on that Justin Bieber train, man. Like mm-hmm. I'm not even a big Bieber guy, but like he can. That's like something that will help you. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like get someone to you know like I don't know like like, like whatever. I love Green Day. I do. I I love Green Day. Green Day is probably like one of my top ten favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. But like they're not relevant anymore. Stop having them perform at your at your outdoor games and your all star <laughs> games. Like like no one's gonna tune in to watch. Like the average person isn't gonna tune in to watch Green Day anymore. Yeah, no, I remember rolling my eyes when they did that. And I'm like, yeah, of course, uh, of course, this is the team. It's still disrespect to Green Day. Like I said, I love them, but like yeah. that's not gonna attract people anymore. Yeah. Like it maybe if it was still 2005, it would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like no, you got to get on. You know the the I don't know like. Not the baby, because I don't think the baby would ever. But like, like someone, Billie you know, Eilish or like, yeah. oh yeah, oh my god, yeah. You get her to like, even wear like, you get a like hockey jersey, like you get like Dua Lipa or like I don't know, we're like the big like pop stars nowadays. I don't know. I don't listen to the radio much. <laughs> no, I mean neither. I've been trying to listen. I've been trying to keep up more. Um, like you get yeah. like like you get like Travis yeah. like you get like Travis Scott to like rep like a Dallas Stars jersey or whatever. Yeah. Because he's from he's from Houston, but Houston doesn't have a team. But like Yeah, and yeah. if they do, you know, you know who to 
Oh my go god! Because I think that's like the next city they should like expand to. Yeah. Oh, or, or relocate. Feels like the writing's to. kind of on the wall. And then, the like, if you get him to like right off the bat market the Houston team, yeah, dude, you know how many fans that is? He's probably like the biggest, the biggest rapper in the world right now. Yeah, Travis Scott, definitely one of one of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, I got a meal to, like, at McDonald's named after him. Like, come on, <laughs> Travis Scott Burger. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get something like that. Like, that would be huge. That would be literally transcend. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy, too, is Ariana Grande, I think, is like a, a hockey fan, right? She was like, she went to like Florida Panthers games when she was a kid. Yeah. And stuff like she was a big Florida Panthers fan. Like, I don't know if she was a big bit, but like, even if she was a casual fan, like, who cares? Yeah. Well, well, I know if you look that up, like, like, like there's stuff like I think of her maybe performing and stuff of like that, like mm-hmm. at there, like singing the national anthem, maybe or something. I don't know. But I remember yeah, like, her being make like, like kind a of, social media posts about her, like, yeah, liking the, liking the Panthers and stuff. And like, like Ariana Grande fans are freaking nuts right away. Yeah. They start like buying Panthers stuff and like supporting them just because she does. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get her to like, you know, do uh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The story was uh, that she was hit by a puck at a Florida Panthers game when she was a kid, and then she got free tickets to another game and she rolled the Zamboni. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like you could get someone like her, you know. W- yeah, like mm-hmm. like you said, like with Travis Scott, right? Wear a jersey at a concert, you know. Wear a Florida Panthers jersey, you know. Even go do a commercial, maybe, mm-hmm. like something. Do something, right? Like some sort of ad or something, something mm-hmm. to tie yourself with Ariana Grande. You know, mm-hmm. you get like Taylor Swift. I don't even know where she's from, but <laughs> like she'd be perfect for like Nashville, right? Like, yeah, you get someone like get her in a Nashville jersey or something for an ad. I don't know. Like they could do so much more, but they just they just don't. And I don't know if it's, it's the like, budget it's, for me. I don't know. For me, it's the lack of them even attempting. Like you're telling yeah. me Snoop Dogg is the best you can do. Oh, my God. Yeah, And like. I mean, Snoop Dogg is like, you know, if it was like he's there, but if it was the 90s, like he was one of the yeah, ones who was yeah. rapping like a Lemieux jersey and like a and like a Yager jersey, which is fine. But like, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's the- not like how many Gen Z people are like going to be like, they're going to be Snoop like Dogg. all excited for Snoop Dogg. <laughs> like they'll be like, oh, cool. Like it's Snoop Dogg. And like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I remember even when, when we were growing up, right? Like if, if Snoop Dogg was repping something, we weren't like, oh my God. I mean, to I mean, the only like that. big song I remember you had when I was a kid was like, drop it like it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then I know he played a, he played a voice actor role in a movie that I really liked growing up. But I don't even remember what movie that is. Yeah. But. I forget the name of it, but I remember watching the crap <laughs> mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I don't know. They could do so much more, but they just they just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little ridiculous. Like the lack of trying. Like, yeah. like at the end of the day, you're one of the biggest professional sports leagues in the US. Like you, you can get somebody of no of note. <laughs> Oh, 100%, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially, I'm hoping now with ESPN, I'm really hopeful. That ESPN is so good at marketing. Like, the reason mm-hmm. why you know of all these NBA players is because of ESPN. Yeah. And them constantly, like, say what you want about ESPN. I think they're like, like, like you, you've seen me group chats. I think, like, they're terrible for, like, sports media in terms of, like, the discourse that they start and stuff. But, like, yeah. one thing I'll give them is they pound stars into your head, whether you like it or not. Oh, yeah, right. And I mean, they did that little promo, right, with Stephen A. Smith 
um, where he was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about hockey and stuff like that. Like, that'd be so awesome. Like, you don't even have to do too much. Just, like, mm-hmm. get him to talk about it every now and again. You know, which just is, get him to. Which they will, because now, ES, because now ESPN has interest in covering the sport. <laughs> yeah, they literally have an investment and a vested interest mm-hmm. in you know in the sport mm-hmm. in hockey right and in, in the success of hockey i in, do not want to oh my god the the <laughs> he you think uh think stephen a smith is pro or or against nylander oh he's definitely a trade nylander guy i don't know i wonder i i, I see i don't know enough about him but i think like i i think i think he'd be like oh nylander's a great player you know, or something. I could see him saying something. I, want, like I that, wanted you know? it to be like one of those legendary quotable moments, like when he when he was mm-hmm. talking about the Knicks and he goes, "And the first thing you do is sign Lamar Odom, who was on <laughs> crack." Like I wanted to have like a moment like that, like talking about an NHL player, and it'd just be so funny. Oh my god! And there's so many teams too. Right, the Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> oh my god! I want. I want. So, I, I, <laughs> how funny would it be? You have a segment, Stephen A. Smith, and somebody explaining to him what the like, like, like he's five. Like the story of the Buffalo Sabres, like the downfall of the Buffalo Sabres. The last decade. Make it, make it like a like an hour special. And he's just like, what? he just starts doing that twitch that he does. And he's just like. And he- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I hope, too, that they have good people in. Like, like, I hope they don't just do what NBC did and, like, you know, get these these fucking, I mean, you know, these Doc old, Emmerich, right? guys. Oh, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. oh no, I was gonna say, like, get these old school guys, you know, like Martin Jones, like, who gives a fuck what he has? They're not Martin Jones. What is his name? Mike Milbury. Yeah, Mike Milbury. I think there was another Keith Jones. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, it's like, who gives a fuck what these guys have to say about hockey? You're, you, <laughs> like, um, Duncan Keith is a good guy to bring. Oh, yeah. Uh, Patrick Sharp. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Patrick Sharp. That's who I meant. Wrong yeah. Blackhawks oh. defenseman. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, like Jeremy mm-hmm. Roenick. Like, like, don't bring anyone like him even anywhere near the game. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need someone. Like, like you need like, like you need those fresh faces who like actually yeah. like know what the game is like. Mike Johnson, Christopher Steve. Yeah, not like these talking heads who only know what hockey was like uh, fifteen years ago. Yeah, and who were like last like, played an NHL game in two thousand. Like, that's the thing. Like, you don't see that. Like, like you don't see that in like covering basketball and stuff like uh, to the extent yeah. like there is obviously that but like you don't see it to the extent as in hockey where you just like everything is just like so have you watched a hockey game in the last six seven years yeah oh my god and one of the things too is like so i'm not saying like get someone in the mold of shaquille o'neal mm-hmm. but you have someone like as good as in Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq is like a bit of an old that. head too but like at least he's like funny and like yeah yeah, and, and that's sort of the thing about Kevin Bieksa too, right? Like, he is kind of funny, but, like, at least he, you know, he is kind of that older, more old school, oh, the code, you know, type guy. But but he's also played a hockey yeah. game within the last five years and brings, like, a kind of a mix of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's kind of funny, right? Like, he, like he, he, he kind of, like... Like, I guess some people are okay who've been in the game like a while. Like, like I did not like Burke's takes at all, but I like the stories no. that he had. Yeah, yeah. I think he was, I think he'd be really good of like, not like a feature sort of thing, but like someone like an addition guy that you bring on, you know, and you just kind of like you bring him in a trade deadline day to fill time, you know? Oh, you know, oh, he had some like really cool know? stories about like how transactions like went through and stuff. 
Like yeah. I, I, I love the shit out of those stories. Like I know that sports oh, yeah. now on their YouTube page has like all those like animated stories that he'll tell. Like those mm-hmm. are, those are really interesting. I don't know if he told it on Sportsnet, but like the Neil Yakupov stuff was like, that, yeah. that was really interesting. The, oh, we mm-hmm. had this interview with them and we were like, no, we're not drafting. We're not going anywhere near this kid. You know, mm-hmm. like that sort of stuff's really interesting, but like, yeah. God damn, I don't want to hear him talk about all oh, the Leafs, you know, they just need to get more tough and, you know, oh, I, I got season tickets there and, you know, they're, they're just not a tough team. You know, they're not the type of team. They don't play Brian Burke hockey. It's like, I don't give a shit. Brian like, Burkhockey is care. outdated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brian like, Burkhockey worked in 2007. Like mm-hmm. that's when it last worked. So mm-hmm. I I mean, he, he was the president of the flames. They were irrelevant. I mean, they, they not irrelevant. They had good seasons, but I mean, they weren't, they didn't become anything special. Yeah. And he was the Leafs GM. They sucked. So like, mm-hmm. you know, he hasn't been relevant for 15 years. His way of thinking. Yeah. Anyways, this is a pretty long, uh, long podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's almost two hours. <laughs> if you, yeah, we kind of took a turn there, but it was, yeah, it was all good. Uh, yeah, so if you stuck around for this long, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, <Tom. laughs> uh, follow us on the social medias on Twitter and on Instagram at New Era Leafs. And uh, yeah, we will catch you all next week. And this